Many students may start graduate school with a vague idea about areas they would like to study, or perhaps a few general research questions. Join us, the Clemson University Informed Student Chapter, each Tuesday and Friday, as our host Muwan Sidik interviews different operations research faculty across campus to talk about research in graduate school. Today I'll be speaking with someone whose、uh, work I greatly admire, Dr. Amin Kadimi, who is a professor here in the Industrial Engineering Department at Clemson University. Dr. Kadimi has a bachelor and a master's degree, both from Sharif University of Technology in Tehran, and and he got his PhD in Industrial Engineering from the University of Pittsburgh. He has、um, several published scientific papers. He In his research, that、uh, focuses both on the theoretical and the applied side of、uh, operations research, which we're going to talk about later,、um, and he's won several professional awards. I know that he wouldn't like me mentioning them、uh, because he's too humble, so I'm going to skip that part.、Um, Good. But,、um, <laughs> Dr. Kadimia, I think, is、uh, one of the most、uh, frequent and articulate influences that I've personally had、uh, during my time here at Clemson. Um, and I look up to him not just within the realm of OR, but also outside that as well. So, without further ado, I give you Dr. Amin Kadimi. Hi, Dr. Kadimi. How are you? Hello, Marwan. I'm so flattered, and I don't deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast.、Uh, really、sure. To have you here.、Um, Absolutely. How are you doing? How is everything going? Uh, not bad. I just settled down in the、uh, new apartment. My internet just got connected,、um, and、uh, I look forward to a like online semester. Like you know, all these weird things going on <laughs> every day. Nice. So let's start. Maybe、um, I've already introduced, maybe、uh, or mentioned a few things about your sort of your very eventful career, in my opinion. But、um, did I miss anything? Maybe there is something on the personal level that you want to add, or、um, that you want to tell us. So quickly, I just、uh, did my、uh, bachelor's and master's degree in IE、uh, from Sharif University. It's in Tehran. In 2008, I came to the US、uh, and I started my PhD、uh, at the University of Pittsburgh.、Uh, I graduated in 2013. And immediately joined Clemson University, and I'm still at Clemson. So,、um, I, I mean, I know that you did your bachelor in industrial engineering. Was it also? I mean, what is? Was it also OR? I'm just interested in sort of how your journey to operations research specifically started. Or well, back in Sharif,、uh, like you know, there are two like you know main domains. It's actually OR and manufacturing. Like here at Clemson, it's. OR and human factors in Sharif is uh, uh, OR and manufacturing. So we had like you know quite、uh, like you know quite an experience with manufacturing stuff.、Mm. So、um, I, I think mainly、um, what I want to talk about is、um, your sort of your research interest in, and、um, what is the first of all what is the research that you do and then sort of. Uh, the kind of students that you look for, and 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 what sort of technical skills and non-technical skills, and so on and so forth. So you see,、uh, like in terms of research, my research interest 
has changed over time significantly. And uh, like, I don't want to go into the details of that, but for students these days, I'm really interested in uh, the intersection of uh, game theory and healthcare. So since uh, last year, uh, I have moved toward strategic thinking and decision-making. And that is actually what I would like to do uh, in my future research. But before that, I was actually quite interested in uh, learning problems. So one thing that uh, kind of uh, uh, I loved uh, and I like, you know, did a lot of readings and research on it was uh, uh, optimization problems where uh, you can actually learn. So in addition to like uh, 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 cost and revenues and stuff like that there is another component of learning and this is actually concurrent because if you take like you know some if action if you make a decision it is going to simultaneously impact your learning of the environment and the revenue or cost that you are actually facing so there is another layer of uh, balance and trade-off uh, about like you know learning and specifically like the application that it has is, uh, is in clinical trials where uh, you want to actually um, allocate patients to treatment options where you do not know the efficacy of or the toxicity of these treatments. So you have the uh, job of allocation, which is a traditional like, you know, OR type of problems. But the new layer of uh, complexity that is added is that you do not know the uh, efficacy and toxicity profile of uh, this treatment. So uh, during the last couple of years, I heavily um, studied uh, uh, like learning and clinical trial problems. Uh, one also, another application that I uh, exploited and explored is like you no know, transplantation system. So uh, if uh, suppose that uh, uh, an organ becomes available, there are like you know thousands of people on the wait list who should get priority for receiving the organ and there are actually very difficult questions involved in terms of efficiency and fairness uh, and patient choice because the patients may uh, accept or decline an offered organ and very interesting like you know, optimization problems are involved in that um, many great names uh, are working on this. I'm also very interested uh, on this topic. Uh, I also work on control of infectious disease. Uh, like I work with a PhD student uh, on controlling uh, Ebola uh, as an infectious disease. We provided like you know, general frameworks for resource allocation in epidemics that can be used in COVID as well. I also worked on like, you know, ambulance dispatching and relocation problems with uh, one of my students. And in my PhD, I also did like a resource allocation for HIV treatment. So it seems like the common thread here between all the things that you've mentioned is medical um, healthcare applications. And then you mentioned something about transitioning from, from learning to game theory, right? Um, and I'm, I'm just interested in how that transition happened. Did you read a specific paper or did you talk to a specific person or was it 
an interest that you've always had or how that transition between the two? Actually, a good question, Marwan. That during all these years, I was bothered by the fact that the OR people are solving optimization problems without uh, thinking about the effect that other people's decisions may have on their optimization problems. So, uh, like in typical OR problems, you are solving an optimization problem and you are recommending uh, an optimal policy. But you see, if you want to apply that optimal policy, people are going to react to it and they are going to react smartly. People are not dumb. So if, if you propose something, people are going to change their behavior and they may game you. So you, you were thinking that, you know, you're doing a good job, you optimize and, you know, uh, you're doing a perfect job because most people are like in OR are thinking about like, you know, finding better solutions, more accurate, uh, more efficient in terms of time. But at the end of the day, all these efforts that you put, uh, like, you know, you are suggesting something. But if you do not take into effect the potential change of other people's behavior into your optimization problems, no matter how optimal, like optimal in terms of like, you know, uh, uh, like, because the solutions, most of them are heuristic, like in real life problems. So how close you become to optimal, like uh, it's actually not very relevant because people may game you. So I was always bothered. And I, I said to myself that, okay, it's enough. I need to like, you know, dig more into it. Yeah. So I have two questions uh, maybe uh, that related to that. Um, the first one is, how does the game theory uh, fit in the context of the healthcare application? And then the second question, this is, uh, could be a very um, ignorant question, but my understanding is that there are people, for example, who do network interdiction, who consider that type of sort of um, game, theory, game theory approach where you have a two agents and then I make a decision and then my sort of, uh, my opponent um, is going to react to it in an optimal way. And then obviously I need to consider that when making my decision in the first place. So, um, Very good two questions. The answer to question number one, like, you know, game theory in healthcare is uh, uh, showing up in like, you know, several places. One famous thing is actually in transplant. Uh, suppose that the, uh, the United Network for Organ Sharing is uh, like uh, applying a new rule for giving organs to the patients. And as you know, when an offer uh, is given to a patient, patient may actually uh, decline or accept the organ. So based on the priority rule that UNO sets, patients may try to game the system. For example, if Yunus uh, says that I'm going to uh, give priority to the sickest patients. So what is going to happen? First of all, healthier people try to uh, like, you know, lie and say that, you know, hey, I'm actually sick. And like, you know, the people who are actually uh, waiting uh, on the front line of the transplant uh, wait list. If they uh, see an offer that uh, is low quality, for example, the organ is coming from a 70-year-old man, that they tend to uh, reject more because they could actually gain the system. So there are actually other applications, like, you know, in uh, like one other important thing is that suppose that, you know, there are two cities, um, 
one city is hit by a, a epidemic like influenza and I have like you know some money uh, so the question is that you know and I'm not actually hit by the epidemic but it's actually possible that uh, if the epidemic grows on the other city it may act, I may actually be infected so I may actually coordinate uh, and give some money uh, to the other city and how the other city is going to like, you know show the statistics to the other one so there are actually uh, many game theoretic problems that uh, arise in healthcare uh, if people are interested like you know I can actually have a, a like you know completely different uh, series of talks about that <laughs> according to your uh, second question Marvon you are right so and uh, interdiction problems that people do in OR are uh, in the form of min-max problems and min-max problems by default are games uh, because you know there are two types of problems but uh, when you look at like you know interdiction systems uh, and stuff like that it's a very um, a special case of games like you know in the in the sense that there is actually like you know you can say two stages in the first stage uh, like you know uh, one player moves and in the second stage the second player moves and uh, uh, it's actually a very special co- uh, case of like you know t- two stage sequential games uh, but uh, game theory it's uh, way more general and it uh, creates uh, like you know uh, like you know some concepts that are not available in boy level optimization problems because uh, people in operations uh, have looked at like uh, by level optimization problems where these by level optimization problems are actually by default games in the sense that you know there is actually a follower and there is actually a leader but there are actually some things that these people in or kind of ignoring and it's actually the problem of asymmetric information so it means that uh, many people in OR, when they are solving these min-max problems, they assume that the type of, like, you know, the player is known. But uh, one important fact that is uh, discussed in game theory is that if I do not know uh, the type of the player, so, for example, the player could be actually, like, you know, uh, a high type or a low type, and I do not know a priori what the type of the player is but i can actually set up my optimization problem such that it actually retrieves the truth uh, from the agent so that's actually one thing that is very interesting and it is not actually considered in the or community yeah i think as you said we can have an entire series just talking about different types of problems and and we wouldn't we wouldn't finish all of them but um yeah that's that's very interesting um Maybe just for the interest of time, um, there are probably two things that I would like to know, which is the first one, um, looking back at your earlier um, sort of year when doing, when starting to do research in this first year, let's say, first year you started the graduate school and the PhD program when you were uh, in the University of Pittsburgh. Um, what advice would you give uh, to yourself there or, or, or an advice in general that you would give to a student who's starting um, research like you know if like you know people who start like you know their PhD program they start with different goals and Marwan like you know giving advice in that sense is bad 
because like you know the goals that I have right now and the goals that I have had when I was a PhD they are different so I think that you know people need to actually set their goals uh, but I wanted if I went back to 2008 I would have taken more mathematical uh, courses because I wanted to do more research on the theory side uh, but like you know giving advice depends on the goals uh, of each person so I think that you know uh, people based on different goals uh, may have get different advice so I, I think that you know me saying something it's not a right thing to do I, I completely agree I think what I was maybe um, thinking about is more of a gen- like a generic sort of sort of um, and advice in the sense of you know read a lot or write a lot or something of that nature but i completely so i think that in this world uh, marvan i think that uh, one uh, if your goal is to like you know become really successful uh, not not like you know someone who wants to like you know graduate and gets a job like you know if your goal is to just graduate and get a job like you know like you may set your lifestyle differently but if you want to be like you know excellent uh, i think that the the most important thing is innovation so how innovative you are and mm-hmm. the innovation comes by uh, reading like you know different material not even related to just or or math and stuff like that it's just your mind should be like you know wide open to anything like you know uh, even you know you may go and you know sit Uh, on a class in law biology whatever like you know it's just uh, innovation is that you know cuts through uh, so if you want to be like you know excellent you need to be innovative you need to be different from uh, like you know people in the pool uh, so i would say that the uh, technicality comes next like you know you should be first innovative and then you need to have technicality to actually carry over that innovative idea so this is the meaning of excellence if you do that perfect i think that you know you are going to be excellent but if you want to just like you know uh, get a job and you know uh, like uh, and all these things that people say uh, you may set your uh, lifestyle completely differently and i'm not the right person to ask about like you know the, those type of things I mean, I, I love the answer. Um, maybe you can wrap up this quickly by one last question, which is um, the, the technical skills that you think, the, uh, and non-technical skills for that matter, that you think PhD students and, and anyone who's doing research should have, whether specifically to work with you. For example, there are certain professors who emphasize on coding and so on and so forth, which I think is a general, uh, that applies maybe to um, most um, IEOR students for that matter. Um, and whether it's specifically working with you or in general just to do research sort of the skills that you think that they should have so i think that you know it, a very deep understanding of uh, like you know analysis i think it's uh, very important because like you know uh, if you really understand the functional say analysis real analysis uh, you can actually understand like stochastic processes and probability really well Uh, and also even like you know in game theory if you understand like uh, uh, functional analysis and stuff like that so you can actually uh, do a very good job in uh, like you know game theory because all the proofs are based on fixed point theorems and many of those concepts uh, 
and I would highly recommend that even if you want to like you know, do these kind of things, uh, your basic mathematical foundation should be very strong. Well, thank you so much for your time and thank you for sure, coming. Thank you for this. hosting this, Marwan, and you are doing a great job in uh, like you know setting up the podcast. I think that uh, the students will uh, uh, like you know it will actually help a lot like you know, the students because they know different people how they think and the stuff like that so they can better choose their advisors yeah i think i mean i'd love to take the credit but it's definitely sort of a team i don't want to neglect the uh, the other um sort of team uh, members that are helping me sort of um do this i guess so uh well thank you i appreciate your time and I'll I'll see you at some point uh, whenever this whole thing is over. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Thank you, Marwan. Sure.